We've got some goodbyes ahead. What if we just like wake up one day and we're not friends? But plenty of good times too. Let's loosen up and have some fun, hoes. She on one. I ain't been a host since 2005. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, December 3rd through Sunday, December 5th. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The National Board of Review has unveiled its movie honors and Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza and Ronaldo Marcus Green's King Richard received several accolades. The NBR named Licorice Pizza as the best of 2021 among its annual slate of year-end winners. Among the acting honorees are Will Smith, who won Best Actor for his portrayal of King Richard's titular father, to tennis legends Venus and Serena Williams, while Rachel Zegler earned her first-ever major film award for her leading turn in Steven Spielberg's critically-lauded big-screen update of West Side Story. You can check out the full list of winners at EW.com. She's earning great reviews for her performance as Lucille Ball in Being the Ricardos, but Nicole Kidman says she almost backed out of playing the legendary actress and comedian after backlash to her casting. In an interview on Live with Kelly and Ryan, the Oscar winner says the production team refused to let the detractors scare her off from portraying Ball during one tumultuous week of production on the set of I Love Lucy, including Ball's Red Scare and the tabloid hit on Desi Arnaz's Extramarital Affairs. Being the Ricardos hits select theaters December 10th and Amazon Prime Video on December 21st. And Eddie Mecca, the veteran TV and stage actor best known for his role as Carmine Ragusa on the 1970s sitcom Laverne and Shirley, died on November 27th at his California home. He was 69. Mecca landed his first major part in 1975, making his Broadway debut in The Lieutenant and earning a Tony nomination for his work. Soon after, he moved to Los Angeles and landed roles on two sitcoms created by Gary Marshall, Blanksky's Beauties and Laverne and Shirley, the latter of which gave him his breakout role as the on-again, off-again boyfriend of Shirley Feeney. On the big screen, Mecca appeared in films such as Beaches and Dreamgirls, and he also had an iconic cameo in A League of Their Own, in a scene in which he stole a dance with Madonna's character May at a bar. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. As we all know by now, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing loud for all to hear. So our number five pick ought to spread plenty of cheer this holiday season. Mariah Carey is returning to Apple TV Plus with Mariah's Christmas, The Magic Continues, a new follow-up to last year's Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas special. The Magic Continues will feature the first live performance of Carey's new single, Fall in Love at Christmas, with the singer joined by Khalid and Kirk Franklin, as well as a new rendition of the Christmas classic, Baby Please Come Home. The special also includes an interview between Zane Lowe and Carrie, along with her 10-year-old twins, as they share some of their favorite holiday moments. And, of course, a celebration of the perennial favorite, All I Want for Christmas is You. Can you feel the Christmas spirit yet? Here's a preview. This holiday season. The one, the only, Mariah Carey. Baby, be 
Mariah is back with an all-new holiday special event. Featuring Khalid and Kirk Franklin. I can't not celebrate Christmas with the world. Well, she is the queen of Christmas after all. You can put on your favorite sweater, pour yourself a glass of eggnog, and stream Mariah's Christmas. The magic continues on Apple TV Plus right now. We are continuing the holiday theme. Can you tell this is going to be a trend this month? With our number four pick, A Cluster Funk Christmas. SNL alums Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Dratch wrote and star in this loving spoof of holiday TV movies. Featuring crazy ex-girlfriends Vela Lavelle as Holly, a go-getter New York real estate exec who plans to buy the quaint small-town Cluster Funk Inn and transform it into a mega-resort. But first, she must convince the inn's spinster owners, played by Gasteyer and Dratch, to make the sale. And before she can even do that, she meets their nephew Frank, played by Cheyenne Jackson, who just so happens to be a super hot lumberjack. Will Holly go back to her fast-paced city life, or can she open her heart to Frank and find the spirit of Christmas? And how many more holiday movie tropes can fit into a two-hour runtime with commercials? Here's a clip from the movie. I'm not just here for the upcoming bonfire fest, as lovely as it seems. Let me guess, you came to get away from the breakneck pace of your life as an executive in the city. No, I am... Got fired? No. Widowed? No. Runaway bride? No. You inherited a bookstore here in town? No. You're a single mom whose husband ditched out on the family, and now you're here to meet up with a single dad whose wife ditched out on his family so you can blend both families together by Christmas? You came to run a Christmas children's chorus and find your own voice in the process? No. You have amnesia, wandered into town by accident, and won't remember your identity till Christmas morning? Your boyfriend is here for the winter, but he's secretly a prince of a small Slavic nation. You're here to track down the owner of a locket you found hidden away in a Christmas ornament. That's locked inside a music box. That's been hidden away in your attic for 40 years? No. Oh. Well, that only leaves one thing. You're being stalked by your ruggedly handsome ex-husband. But that's pretty rare for this time of year. It is. Well, that pretty much knocked out a lot of the tropes right there. If you couldn't tell from that clip, Dratch and Gasteyer's old spinsters, who also run a bakery and make some pretty fantastic sweets, are the comedic MVPs of Cluster Funk. Here are the actresses slash writers on the role their characters play in the story. Part of the function of playing, again, like I said, like the narrative structure of trying to call out mm -hmm. what happens in these kind of movies. They're when you have mm -hmm. a homespun wisdom character, it's kind of like the snowman and you know Rudolph. Yeah. So we're sort we of yeah. thinking that. Uh, yeah, well that's a good that's good. Yeah, kind yeah, of we're like, there sort of like, we're just there to give wisdom and not much is going to happen in our lives, you know. I mean, obviously, business-wise, right. things happen. But we're more the, right. the wise observers who are going to chime in, mm -hmm. and that's how we remain. And they certainly do chime in, that is for sure. Okay, so <laughs> once you knew you were kind of, you know, what you were doing with yourselves here in the script, uh, I mean, did you go method? Did you find some quaint little town, some bakers to, like, really study how to knead and roll dough? Well, the beauty of coming from SNL, the answer is no. We did not go method. <laughs> no. We just, like... 
here's a funny way of doing this. Oh, let's do it. Everything's kind of shorthand because yeah. it's yep. sketch. You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason why I'm not Meryl Streep and that's just one of them. But yeah. I mean, like, you know, we but don't But that's really- interesting. Essentially, all these scenes you could kind of treat like little sketches. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we were looking at it. And then that's like the energy yeah. we really like to play. And, you know, we tried to be earnest with the actual Hallmark movie of it all, like the scenes between the couple yes. and all that. Like, we really wanted them to be playing it real and, and straight and not trying to, like, wink, wink. But then, mm-hmm. like, stuff that we were in, there's definitely some sketch energy. There's more room for error. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And again, like, you work really hard to figure out your pattern, you know, and in these movies, they, they do follow mm-hmm. a very specific kind of paradigmatic, like, storytelling plan. Um, but then once you do that, you kind of find the comedy and the game within each scene, if it's possible. And find it, they certainly do. You can experience a cluster funk Christmas Saturday at 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Comedy Central. When I spoke to Gasteyer and Dratch about the movie, I could not let him go without asking what you watching? I am watching Sex Education season two. I'm watching Succession season three. And I am watching a lot of Big Ten football because I have a Big Ten mm-hmm. student. And what else am I watching? You know, there's this amazing and it's not at all comedic documentary on MSNBC called Civil War, where they go to all of these high school classrooms and they talk about how they're teaching the Civil War. Oh, it's fascinating. Fascinating. And... You, I feel like you watch more yes, fun st- stuff I, than I do. I, I can't. I was just watching something really fun, and now I can't remember what it was. Is it because I down? I was a bit a, a succession. No, probably. Season I down. It's not fun with Civil War because no, I went I to a really depressing. Go, no, I thought that was going elsewhere. Um, well, here's a, a show that I watch with that I love is Call My Agent, the French. Oh my show. god, it's so funny. Um, did you watch that? It's so fun. It's so good. And, and I, I took Her French right, like Sigourney Weaver was on. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. But I took French way back when, and I should know it way better than I do. But then when I'm watching every so often, I'm like, I just understand that. But I definitely need Very the subtitles. But yeah. it's so fun. It is indeed. You can find Call My Agent and Sex Education on Netflix, Succession on HBO Max, and Civil War streaming on Peacock. Now let's head to the Big Apple for our number three pick, Harlem. This new comedy from Girls Trip co-writer Tracy Oliver follows four ambitious girlfriends in the titular neighborhood. There's Camille, a popular professor at Columbia who has extensive knowledge of many cultures' dating norms, but has a hard time navigating her own love life. Ty, a successful queer dating app creator who likes to keep romantic partners at arm's length. Quinn, a hopeless romantic and trust fund fashion designer who's trying to give back to the world while running a struggling business. And Angie, a confident and filter-free singer and actress who lives rent-free with Quinn. Together, they are leveling up from their 20s into the next phase of their careers, relationships, and big city dreams. Or at least they're hoping to. Here's a preview. I decided to ask out Shayla. Shayla? Sounds like a stripper name. Like a daytime stripper name. Mm, like, good morning, gentlemen. Enjoy your waffles as you welcome to the poll. Shayla. <laughs> Here in Harlem, being a woman in total control of her life and love. You know, I saw you the other night. Really? That's weird. It's not always easy. Guys, I'm seriously fine. Uh, girl, you know we don't you believe have you, right? Sprinkles in your hair. I'm every time. 
I'm about work, I'm about career, and tomorrow I'm gonna introduce myself to the new department head and make her fall in love with me. Dr. Pruitt, I'm such a fan of your work. I've read all three of your books. Camille Parks. Can I call you back? Yeah, that's fine, Dr. Pruitt. I'll talk to you later. Sorry. Yep, if you recognize that voice, it's Whoopi Goldberg you just heard there playing Dr. Pruitt. While Goldberg's character has something of a strained relationship with Camille, actress Megan Good says their relationship on set was just the opposite. It wasn't hard because I think I felt very safe with her. Like the dynamic of our relationship on set was like her, like a mentor, you know, like she she was a mentor to one of the directors that was that was filming two of the episodes and they didn't even know they were going to work with each other. It was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and because she's such a woman of like women empowerment and mentoring and and like this younger generation and wanting to see them win and pour into them, like things would happen on set like. I'm doing my lines and I'm like trying to pronounce Seneca Village and I keep calling it Seneca Village and Whoopi's like Seneca and I'm like, right, right, right. I got it, got it. And so I'm, I'm like butchering it on her coverage. And then when we turn around, I come in the room to do my coverage and Whoopi's like, and I look down and she's written out Seneca Village, but like broke it up to pronunciate it easier. And it's taped across her breast for my coverage just to like, you know, see me win. And that was that is the dynamic of our relationship. And, and dare I say friendship? She's so dope. I love her. And I think because of that safety you feel freer when you're in these scenes to push harder on like the awkward or the hard stuff because you're like, I'm safe. Like, it's all good. Like, she knows my heart. And, you know, we do something and Whoopi afterwards, like, I'm sorry, you know, and I'm like, it's good, girl, go harder, you know? So it was excellent. Ah, you love to hear it. You can see how that dynamic plays out on screen in Harlem's first season streaming on Amazon Prime Video now. It's trivia time. Harlem star Whoopi Goldberg became the 10th EGOT winner, that's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony winner, in 2002 when she won her Tony for producing what musical? Mamma Mia, Wicked, or Thoroughly Modern Millie? Stick around for the answer and our top two picks. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We finally have a full trailer for the Sex and the City revival and Just Like That, and it's proof positive that getting older doesn't mean you get any less fabulous nor does it mean the show will get any less raunchy, as our soundbite of the week demonstrates. What about you, Carrie? Have you ever masturbated in a public place? Not since Barney's closed. <laughs> well, it turns out some things have changed since SATC went off the air. And Just Like That premieres on HBO Max next week, Thursday, December 9th. Now, school's out for our number two pick, 
Pen15. What we once thought was just the second half of season two is now the final batch of episodes for the Hulu comedy as co-creators Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle have decided to end the series. These last entries will see their on-screen alter egos continue to navigate the ups and downs of middle school, including bat mitzvahs, new boyfriends, the local walk for cancer, and more. Meanwhile, Anna continues to struggle with her parents' divorce, while Maya confronts her family's lower-class economic status. Serious topics handled with Pen15's usual blend of awkwardness and warmth. All that, plus Maya's mom gets her own showcase episode, and it's so good. Here's a preview. What could mom and dad let me get? Mom, do you have a present for me? Well, you're not mature enough for a cell phone. What are you even talking about? You don't even know how to wipe. I got the stains out for you. Oh, my God! You suffering? Kind of. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Do you feel sad? I will later, I think. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to live, live. And if you get the chance to dance, Oh, I'm going to miss this show so much. You can stream the final episodes of Pin 15 on Hulu right now. And now we've got one more goodbye for our number one pick, Money Heist. Netflix's international sensation is coming to an end with a final run of five episodes, and the professor and his crew will have quite the uphill battle to get out of their last jam. While grieving the loss of Tokyo, who died in the mid-season finale, they'll continue to fight for their survival while trying to escape the Spanish army and make it out with at least some of the gold they stole from the Bank of Spain. Creator Alex Pena teases that the final episodes will be different than any previous season, delivering an emotional conclusion that toys with the conventions of the show. Here's Pena speaking through a translator at a recent press conference. I think this is a very organic volume. It is quite robust and uh, rounded up in terms of where it starts, where it ends, and what happens with the characters. There are many things I have enjoyed thoroughly. Many of the sequences I love most are in this volume in particular. And we've come again with some elements that are part of the mythology of the show, taking the professor out on the street, it's like taking the queen out of uh, winter quarters. So it's playing with uh, the professor on the street. It's super powerful. Lots of adrenaline, lots of twists and turns, but and it works really well from a sentimental standpoint. This finale is very well balanced. And when people get to the last chapter, they're going to say, how are they going to get out of this? So there, there's lots to say down to the end, and you can see that in the show. What a ride this show has been. And apparently these final episodes will be too. You can see how it all ends on Money Heist right now. The final season is currently streaming on Netflix. Trivia. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Whoopi Goldberg became an EGOT winner in 2002 when she won her Tony Award for producing what musical? Mamma Mia, Wicked, or Thoroughly Modern Millie? 
Don't worry, I'm not gonna sing the answer. It's Thoroughly Modern Millie, which beat out Mamma Mia for the Best Musical Award that year. Goldberg later earned another nomination for producing the Sister Act musical in 2011. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.